Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. Today I am going to be jumping in to my ninth of 16 NRL season previews. We've got the trials kicking off this weekend. We've already had the All-Stars game uh, and the season is very fast approaching. So I'm going to get these NRL season previews out as quickly as possible starting today with the Gold Coast Titans. Now they were the newest franchise, most recent franchise before the Dolphins were announced for next season. The Titans have been around since 2007. Uh, they haven't had a great deal of success, and in fact, they've had a lot of lean years. I do remember 2010 with the likes of Preston Campbell and Matt Rogers. They had an unreal season, but that was about it. The last couple of years, under Justin Holbrook, they have got themselves into the finals, which is a major step in the right direction. Uh, and now it's going to be about continuing to build on that in what is one of the most exciting young squads in the NRL. So they started off with, uh, what's his name? John Cartwright, of course, is his name, sorry. I know his name, I was just trying to think of him. He was the inaugural coach at the Titans. He was the coach for quite a long time as well. Uh, then, of course, Neil Henry stepped in. There was a the whole thing with Jared Hayne. Neil Henry lost his job. Uh, who else did we see? We saw Garth Brennan, a highly rated reserve coach over at Penrith. He came over got the Titans job, really struggled, supposedly kind of a party culture, guys like Michael Gordon, more interested in doing coke than leading a team culture. So it's been a bit of a mess of an organization for pretty much its whole existence. Gold Coast has never really been an ideal place to have a team, but I think from now on and from the last couple of seasons and what we've seen building, I think the Titans have a very special future and I do believe they want to win a couple of premierships in the next few years uh, at least in the, I know they want to win like two or three in the next 10 years so they really want to start turning themselves into a powerhouse club and that's why I will start with their coach Justin Holbrook who I've rated as an A plus coach he is the man for the job he took over St Helens who are now three-time back-to-back-to-back champions in the Super League and a lot of people may think, yes, yeah, St. Helens are one of the biggest teams in the Super League, but they were actually struggling really bad. They were a shadow of their former selves until Justin Holbrook uh, took over. He totally turned the club around, got them back to where their expectation is, which is to be winning premierships and to be up the top of the ladder. And Justin Holbrook totally changed the game. He had guys like Kevin Naguama, uh, guys like Lachlan Coote leading the way, coming over as imports. He had some really quality English guys in Luke Thompson, who's now at the Bulldogs, uh, James Roby, their long-term dummy half, uh, Johnny Lomax. There's a whole list of people to mention uh, over at St. Helens. So in my opinion, I think Justin Holbrook is the perfect coach for this Titans job. Already, I would say he's done a better job. I'm, I'm Neil Henry did really well. Uh, John Cartwright had his moments, but I think already Justin Holbrook, two seasons, two finals appearances, that's a better strike rate than any of the coaches previous. So 
As far as the coach goes for the Titans this year, Justin Holbrook is absolutely the man, and I think he can do some really special things with this team. I rate Justin Holbrook highly. I think he has the potential to be one of the big-name coaches in the NRL. He already has a Super League or a couple of Super League premierships under his belt. Um, it might be one, because I think the year before... I think the year before he left to the Titans, he won. Uh, but the year before that, they had an unreal season. But they didn't get the win. So, yep, now we find um, Justin Holbrook over at the Gold Coast Titans trying to transform what is an area that has an unbelievable junior nursery. Places like Kebra Park. The Gold Coast has always produced some of the game's best talent. So now the goal for the Titans is to keep their great talent in their own backyard not to lose them to rivals like the Broncos. And now all of a sudden the Dolphins add just another extra rival who's trying to pinch your local juniors. So they've got a battle on their hands, but I think the Titans are really starting to become a recognized club, a quality club. And I tell you what, if you ask some young Queensland kids, hey, would you rather go to the Broncos, Cowboys, or Titans right now? I think a lot of them would say, I want to go to the Titans. Now the Broncos are still a power club, but they've definitely lost some of that shine over the last couple of years. So I think Titans can absolutely be a destination club. A lot of worse places to live than on the Gold Coast. And so I think we're really starting to see something special form at the Gold Coast Titans. So I rate their coach highly, Justin Holbrook, which leads me to the next part of this, and that is their captain. Uh, now, Jamal Fogarty moving on. Kevin Proctor is not going to take up the captaincy this year. Instead, we are going to see, let me please not butcher this, Tino Fasuamulawe. Pretty good. Decent. i got to work on that. That's one I do have to work on. Uh, but Big Tino has been named the captain. They've obviously gone all in on a long-term future with him leading the Ford pack. Tino and David Feeder, along with Payne Haas, they are like three. They're in the top five. They're probably in, they're in the top three. They probably are the top three. There are quality forwards like Stefano Utoikamanu, but in my opinion, Tino, David Fafita, and Payne Haas are the three best young props in the game at the moment. Now, that could change, but the Titans have two of them, and one of them is their captain, Tino. Unbelievable player, even from a very young age. I remember one of the Sunshine Coast Falcons, who Tino spent some time there while he was developing at the Storm. Uh, one of the Sunshine Coast Falcons lads, who was a bit older, he said Tino came in as a kid and was just like ripping blokes apart, like just so strong, so intense, so aggressive. So Tino's had all the makings of a star for a long time now. He's still growing into his body as well. Last season honestly wasn't his best season, uh, but it wasn't David Fafita's best season either. And that's pretty incredible considering he went really, really well throughout the early stages of the season. So they've decided Tino is the guy. They're going to stick with Tino. They're going to lame him as the captain. And Tino is the Titans captain now. So Fasua Malawe, Fasua Malawe, I believe is how you say it. Sorry. Uh, the more I try to say it, the more it's like when you say something enough times, you know. Uh, so Tino Fasua Malawe, he is a great choice for captain. Uh, I don't really have a grading on that, but... He's still so young. You could get him for the next 10 years leading this side with David Fafita still there alongside him as well. Although I have heard the Broncos are very keen to get him back. Uh, but Tino is the captain. It's an attractive option to make this young Ford star the captain. And now they can build on that. They already have an exceptional pack. And I really like that move. It's going to be interesting to see how Tino goes so young in his career. 
leading this team forward, but I'm excited to see what happens. I think Justin Holbrook obviously has identified that Tino is one of the leaders already and that he is a future leader for years to come. Uh, so he's been given the captaincy, a great move from Justin Holbrook. And yeah, let's see how it pans out in Tino's first year as captain, which leads me now to a player I've already spoken about. Uh, and each kind of podcast preview, I go through an X Factor player and a one to watch. Now, the X Factor player is the one when the game's on the line or when you need that little bit of a special effort. X Factor, pretty much. Uh, these are the guys you turn to. So my X Factor player for the Gold Coast Titans, I have gone none other than David Fafita. He is getting a ton of money, uh, but he deserves it. I think he'd be getting a ton of money anywhere else as well. Some of his form early last year was incredible, but then of course we saw him moved back to the bench. He was coming off the bench, still going really well, but he is taking up a significant portion of their salary cap. So they need to be really smart. They need to get the best out of David Fafita. Now he seems totally healthy, injury-free. So this could be his best season yet. The Titans will be absolutely banking on it. And when I think of an X-Factor player at the Titans, there are quite a few. But there is no one who breaks a game open quite like David Fafita. And it's funny because most of my X-Factor players are like, dummy halves or halves or a fullback but David Fafita is an edge back rower typically they aren't the guys who are going to win a game for you David Fafita is different he is just so hard to tackle he is so fast so skillful he's like a half and a prop and a back rower he's a bit of everything and I think David Fafita is in for a big year he will not be happy uh, with kind of how things ended toward the back of last year getting his spot replaced by both Fermor and Fafita coming off the bench. I think we see Fafita start again this season. Maybe he starts the season on the bench. I'm not sure, but he's your marquee guy. If you want your marquee guys in the starting 13, if they're not in the starting 13, then you're better off spending your money on a different marquee guy in a, be in a position where you're actually going to use them. So big year for David Fafita, and I have got him down as my X-Factor player for the Titans this season. Now, there are a few positional battles up for grabs this season. One of them is the fullback jersey. Now, AJ Brimson, over the last few seasons, he has been that guy. He has been their electric fullback, but now they have a really special talent. Not only is he a special talent, he is the son of one of the Gold Coast Titans' most influential, if not all-time most influential players. He is the son of Gold Coast Titans' foundation player, Preston Campbell. It's none other than Jaden Campbell. It is his time to shine. He has been given the fullback jersey. They are going to move Brimson into the halves. Uh, and I think it's a, it's a great move. I really rate Jaden Campbell. I think he's NRL ready now. I don't think there's any point in holding him back. And I really like Brimson as a half as well. Now, I expect it to take some time for Brimson to settle. But once Brimson is at his best, he is an unstoppable half. I think we could see him really go to another level as an NRL 5-8. So they've moved Jaden Campbell into the fullback jersey. Really great moment. He's going to be playing in the same position that his father has played for this club. A really touching moment for such a young club to have a cool moment like that. It's going to be a really big deal. Uh, and yeah, Jaden Campbell, another player much like Tino and a few of the other guys like Toby Sexton throughout the squad. These are guys that could be here for a long time. These guys could be a part of the Titans institution for the next 10 years no doubt, and as they get experience and more NRL game time under their belt, they're only going to get better, which is scary because Jaden Campbell, 
you wouldn't know that it was his first season playing NRL last year and not even full first season. Like, he only played a handful of games. He was playing like, you know, he's been doing this his whole life. Like, it was his 100th, 200th, 300th first grade game. He was taking the game on. I loved what I saw from Jaden Campbell. And yeah, I'm really excited to see him in the fullback jersey for the Titans this season. Now, as for the wingers and centers in contention for a spot, uh, there are a few people around. We've also got, uh, of course, sorry, got Essan Masters, scored a try in the All-Stars game. Uh, Patrick Herbert actually set him up for that. He played really well in the All-Stars game in the center position. So Patrick Herbert's in for a big year. His whole game is built on his aggressive defense. Of course, I'm a Warriors fan, so... Paddy actually came over from the Warriors. I loved the way he defended. I was a huge fan when he was at the Warriors. And I've been keeping an eye on him at the Titans. I really like the Titans. So hopefully Paddy Herbert can have a big year. Of course, Greg Marziu. I have him in for a major year. He's been waiting in the wings for quite a while now. He's won uh, Queensland Cup trophies. He's played in the New South Wales Cup deciders. He has been one of the great wingers at reserve grade level for some time now. Really, really strong. Uh, in my opinion, I think one of the things that probably crueled him was that he's shorter and more stocky, uh, whereas the NRL clubs seem to like to go for these big, tall wingers, a Ken Mamalo, if you will, or just a little bit bigger. But I think, I was going to say Lil Seattle, but that was his uh, former surname. So Greg Marziu, uh, really keen to see him. I think he's going to be able to lock down one of the wing jerseys. He is going to have some competition, guys like Philip Sammy. Uh, but we have seen the Don retire. So one of the great cult heroes over at the Gold Coast Titans, Anthony Don. What a remarkable career from PE teacher, the Grafton Ghost, playing for the Burley Bears. Really didn't look like he was ever going to crack the NRL. To becoming the Gold Coast Titans' greatest ever try scorer. Just one of these underrated wingers who just goes about his business every week, gets the job done. He was always matched up against these elite wingers. And Anthony Don always found a way to the try line. So I loved seeing Anthony Don's journey in Gold Coast Titans colors. It has now come to an end, but thanks for the memories to the Don. Also, how good is Corey Thompson? He was electric last year. I know he probably had his eyes on the fullback jersey moving over, or at least competing with Brimson for that. Now he found himself on the wing, and he was just unreal. Corey Thompson was one of their best. He's another guy who... Maybe he hasn't got as many opportunities at different clubs because of his size, but my God, the way he plays the game is special. Corey Thompson is one of my favorite backline players to watch in the whole competition, and he's still a really quality fullback too, so I think we'll see him start on the wing. But for mine, Corey Thompson is kind of the insurance policy to Jaden Campbell. If there's injury, suspensions, poor form, uh, well then we know that Corey Thompson is more than ready to come in and electrify the game with his pace, with his quality passing skills, and he's a bit of a try scorer too. So Corey Thompson has the ability to step in and cover at fullback as well, which makes him a really quality addition to the Gold Coast Titans backline. Now, speaking of positional battles, we have the halves. I wouldn't so much call it a battle now because Jamal Fogarty has gone off to the Canberra Raiders, or Canberra Raiders, sorry. Uh, so we have our halves. It looks like it's going to be AJ Brimson moving from fullback to the number six jersey. Love that move. And they're going all in on Toby Sexton. So Fogarty is off to Canberra now. Uh, and Toby Sexton's the guy. He had some great games last season in his debut year. He is a highly touted prospect. Played for the Australian schoolboys. 
with names like Sam Walker and Reese Walsh. So Toby Sexton, there have been high raps on him coming through. They've taken their time to develop him as well, which I really like from the Titans. And now is his time. They believe he's ready to jump into the NRL. Uh, and yeah, those two are the starting halves. As far as depth goes, I will take a look at their top 30 soon. Uh, but as I said earlier, I do an X-Factor player, and I also do one to watch. A player who maybe you've heard of, maybe you haven't, uh, who I think they can be a huge part of the success. Maybe they're not playing every game, but just one to keep an eye on, basically. Uh, and as far as the halves battle go, this, or go, sorry, this guy is very relevant. So my one to watch, he came over from my club. I was gutted to lose him. I will tell you that much. Paul Turner. Now, if you don't know the name, Paul Turner is a really quality young half, can play fullback, can play center. I'm not sure exactly what the plan is for him, where Justin Holbrook wants to deploy him. But with just uh, Jamal Fogarty, sorry, heading off, I think Paul Turner finds himself in a great position to push as a halves depth option and a guy who can jump in for injury, suspension, form, whatnot. My one to watch is Paul Turner. I rate him highly. I was really sad to see him leave the Warriors. I was hoping maybe he's not now starting halves straight away, but put it this way. This is the rap I have on Paul, nearly said Walker, uh, Turner, Paul Turner. Uh, basically, when Roger Tuovasa-Shek first announced that he was leaving the Warriors, this is before we signed Reese Walsh, uh, and just looking through the options and the guys who were being talked about, I was honestly prepared to say, like, let's just give Paul Turner the keys to the number one. I really rate him. A very exciting talent. If you are a Gold Coast Titans fan, you are very lucky to have Paul Turner on your books. I think we're going to see a lot more from him this season. The Titans obviously know what he's capable of. He decided to go to the Gold Coast uh, for more playing opportunities. So he's obviously been told something like you're part of the plan. Uh, you're going to be a part of the plan in this team going forward. So my one to watch for the Gold Coast Titans this year is Paul Turner. So keep an eye out for Paul. Hopefully he can have a cracking season. Shame to see you leave the Warriors, mate. But once a Warrior, always a Warrior. So hopefully Paul Turner can have a cracking season. Now, one of the other positional battles in the spine, the dummy half position. I heard early in the preseason, Tana Boyd, who has played there a bit, but came through the grades as a really highly rated half in the Broncos system. He's been at the Titans for a few years now, and it looks like Tanner Boyd is making the full-time transition to hooker. I had heard that he was the number one, had his nose in front in terms of starting the season in the nine jersey. Uh, but since then, I've heard that Aaron Clark, who played number nine for the New Zealand Maori side on the weekend, getting the win, I've heard that Aaron Clark is actually going to be the number one option. So it's going to be interesting over trials to see them battle it out. In my opinion, they probably don't have... Um, I guess Justin Holbrook has a set idea because you kind of want to know who your best number nine is, but there is going to be a battle. Not only is it going to be Tana Boyd and Aaron Clark, but we have also have Aaron Booth, who made a couple of appearances for the Melbourne Storm, had been playing in Queensland Cup for teams like uh, the Brisbane Tigers, formerly known as the East Tigers. And I think Aaron Booth may have played for Wynnum Manly, at some stage, and potentially the Rabbitohs juniors, but he kind of floated around, didn't really get a go, uh, and then the Storm picked him up, gave him a couple of games, obviously he's a dummy half, he had guys like Cameron Smith, Brandon Smith, Harry Grant in front of him, so Aaron Booth has moved over, now he wants to challenge for the Titans number 9 jersey, and I'm excited to see how he goes in Titans colours, now he hasn't really been brought forward as the name to start the season in the number 9 jersey, so 
It's more a wait-and-see approach with Aaron Booth, but I think he's a quality signing. He adds some depth there. Now, they had Mitch Rain there last year, but he really struggled in attack, getting them on the front foot. So if Aaron Booth can add that to his game and really add some attacking flair, as well as defensive consistency, then he will find himself right in the mix for that number nine jersey this season. The Titans also have the best young forward pack in the comp. Guys like Tino, guys like David Fafita, uh, Mo Fodawaka, Bo Fermor. So some really good young forwards on the books. They're going to look to build on that. They're going to be bringing guys through still. I know Tino's brother uh, is also coming through. He's a forward to the best of my knowledge. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but they have some amazing forwards coming through. They have some experienced heads too, like Jared Wallace, Sam Lissone. Uh, and the, this season, they have signed a hugely underrated signing, Isaac Liu from the Roosters. He has been kind of a an unheralded, an unheralded contributor to what the Roosters have done over the last decade. Isaac Liu has always been a part of that. Sometimes he's been coming off the bench, but he holds that middle forward rotation down. Guys like Jared Warrior Hargraves are kind of regarded as the Ford leaders, but Isaac Lear has been there every step of the way, grinding, getting things done for his team. I think he will be a big loss for the Roosters. Uh, he's just such a quality, consistent middle forward. So he is huge. The arrival of Isaac Lear is going to be huge for the development of guys like Tino Fasua Malawe, David Fafita, and all these other young Fords, some of them who we haven't even seen at NRL level this year. So that's something that they can definitely build on. You think about having the best young Ford pack, guys like Fodawaker, Fafita, Tino, rolling Ford, and then all of a sudden you have guys like AJ Brimson, Jaden Campbell, Toby Sexton, Corey Thompson off the back of that. That has potential to be extremely electric. That's why I think the Titans can go well this season. I've seen a lot of people who think they're going to go poor this season and miss the finals. Well, I've been umming and ahhing. I've been between both. Do I put them in the finals? Do I not? There were there was like four or five teams where it was like, who goes into the eight and who doesn't? And it was a really difficult decision. But at the end of the day, these are just my predictions. Like, they're just predictions. Just me going through where I think they're going to go. So, yeah, don't get offended if I say your team's going to come last, West Tigers fans. Uh, but who knows, you know? Benji Marshall has played a hell of a lot more NRL than I have. Won more premierships. Uh, been celebrated at the highest level, done much more than I have. He said he reckons Luke Brooks is going to be Dellingham halfback of the year. So, yeah, you know, maybe I'm just, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, I don't think the Tigers are going to go that well. But this isn't about the Tigers. This is about the Titans trying to work out where I think they are going to come on the ladder this season. And there are a couple of things to do before I get to that point. I'm going to take a look at the Titans' first 10 games of the season. Then I'm going to take a look at their gains and their losses before I go through the entire Titans top 30 squad. Uh, I'll just read names. If I have notes on anyone, then I'll kind of add a little note to that. And then after the top 30 browse, I will be making my official prediction for where I think the Gold Coast Titans are going to finish in this 2022 NRL season. So let's get to the draw now and the Gold Coast Titans first 10 games of the season. Uh, now I know obviously it's a much longer season than that. But I think starts are really important. They aren't the be-all and end-all of a season. But for teams like the Titans, a start is really important to try and build a platform and a foundation that can can work you towards September and turn you into a really quality team that is in contention for the title. So 
Let's have a look now at the Gold Coast Titans' first 10 games of the season. And in round one, they will be heading to Combank, formerly known as Bank West. I honestly hate this bank. This bank, Combank sounds so shit. I hate saying it. I hate reading it. Uh, fuck Combank. That's where Para are playing the Titans. So that's going to be kicking off the season in less than a month's time now. Very exciting. Uh, and the Titans, Eels, that's going to be a tricky one. I honestly... Probably I'm going to tip the eels there, but you really don't know what the eels do you. Sometimes you think they're going to go one way and they go the complete other. So that is a tough assignment though. The last game eels played was to get into the grand final and they just lost in one of the best games, if not the best game of the season. So they're going to be out. They're going to have premiership aspirations. It's a really hard time to play the eels in round one, but at least they haven't fully gotten to their groove. They've got a preseason under their belt. But it'll be game one for the season, so maybe the Titans can try and catch them off guard. Should be a great game regardless. Now, in round two, the Titans play my team, the Warriors, so they're going to get absolutely rolled. Nah, honestly, Titans on paper, it's very close. Very, very close. But honestly, guys like David Fafita and Tino can cause the Warriors a lot of trouble. So that's a bit of a worrying game for me as a Warriors fan, but it could definitely go either way. Warriors beat the Titans last year. We seem to beat them quite a bit. We seem to have their number. Uh, but things are changing. This is a different Gold Coast Titans. This is a different New Zealand Warriors. Another great game. Two very tricky games for the Titans to start their season. But both of them should be absolutely cracking games. Should be a quality actual product of footy. I think we're going to see some exciting footy played. Which is what we want. I enjoy a grinding contest as well. And it does. it could be 10-8. But you know... The exciting brand of footy that teams like the Titans and the Warriors and the Eels when they're on, the brand of footy that they play is the kind of footy that I love to watch. So the round two game between the Titans and the Warriors should be one of the games of the round. Now in round three, the Titans are going to have to head up to Canberra. Freezing cold going from the Gold Coast to Canberra. Uh, and they're going to be taking on Jamal Fogarty, their former halfback, their former captain, who is now the Raiders halfback. So... There should be an intriguing narrative there, uh, and we'll see kind of how the Titans have started their season and how the Raiders have. Another really entertaining game, to be honest. I'm enjoying what I see in terms of the Titans' start to the season. Maybe it'll be quite tricky for them to actually get these wins, but regardless, it should be a lot of fun to watch. If you're a Titans fan, you're in for a fun start to the season. Now, in round four, the Gold Coast Titans will be hosting the West Tigers at Seabus Super Stadium Gold Coast. Uh, the Tigers could have potential definitely to shock me. I honestly, I hope I'm wrong about the Tigers. I don't like to, you know, talk negative. I like a lot of the Tigers players. I like Madge. I like, you know, I feel sorry for Luke Brooks. I like Luke Brooks, but I have the Tigers last in my season for 2022. So I'm going to say the Titans get the win there. Uh, I'm kind of saying everyone beats the Tigers now. Not They're not going to lose every game. Definitely not. They could have potential to really shock me this year. Uh, but I'll give the Titans that win. So if they can get through and navigate the first three games of their season, which are very 50-50, then the Tigers one is there for them. Say if they win two out of their first three, then they beat the Tigers. Tigers? Tigers? Uh, three out of their first four. Then all of a sudden the Titans have a lot of momentum behind them to really start pushing for finals footy action once it gets later down the track in September. Still a lot of footy to be played though. Now in round five... Second time in only five rounds, the Titans will play the Eels, this time on the Gold Coast. So 
A little bit of a rivalry will be formed. We'll know a little bit more about how this matchup might go once we've seen them take each other on in round one. So round five, Titans up against the Eels. It's quite a hard draw. This is quite a hard draw, I will say. Now, in round number six, Four Pines Park, otherwise known as Brookvale Oval, they are going to be taking on the Seagulls. Now, if Tom Draboyevic, Cherry Evans, Karen Foran, and the likes are fit, I'm probably going to have to give that one to the Seagulls. But I have question marks over the Seagulls. I'm not going to lie. They're one of the teams that are in premiership contention in people's minds that I do worry about and I do have concerns about. So I'll get to that when it comes time for my Manly Seagulls preview which isn't too far away, uh, but I think, yeah, that's a that's a tricky one. We'll see how both teams stack up in terms of injuries and things like that uh, once the round six matchup actually takes place. Now, round seven, it will be a Queensland derby in Townsville as the Cowboys and the Titans go head-to-head. That should be a great game on paper. I like the Titans, but by round eight, we'll know a lot more about what's going on, form, things like that. Uh, so I'll hold, I'll hold off, hold my guns off on that one. Now, round eight, Titans play the Panthers, the reigning premiers at the Seabus Super Stadium on the Gold Coast. That should be a tricky game, but it depends. Like, how's Nathan Cleary's shoulder? Is he still is he still going to be completely fit by round eight? Are we going to see any other injuries? I know Dylan Edwards finished the year last year uh, with an injury. So are the Panthers going to be healthy? A lot of teams are going to be coming out trying to bash them into oblivion. The Titans will come up against them at a good time in round eight. Round 9, the Titans will be trying to avenge last year's finals loss to the Roosters. This game taking place in Mackay, so it's a home game for the Roosters, but honestly, it's a home game for the Titans. They are the Queensland club. They will have plenty of support in Mackay, but another really hard matchup. The Roosters up against the Titans. I think the Titans have one of the trickier draws. That's why I can see people uh, predicting them to finish outside the 8. Now in round 10... It will be Magic Round, so up in Brisbane, the Titans will have plenty of support as they take on the Dragons. That's another really tricky game to pick. I actually rate the Dragons. I didn't put them in my top eight. I put them in 11th, but they are the team I think can sneak into the eight. I think they could really surprise some people this year. I love Tyrell Sloan. I'd love to see him get the fullback jersey full-time. Guys like Talatau Amone and Jaden Sullivan as well. It's going to be a huge year for them. So round 10, Magic Round, Gold Coast Titans will be taking on the Dragons. So quite a tricky first 10 games, to be honest. I do think the Titans are going to find it hard to get through that. And I don't know if they're going to be in the top eight after 10 rounds, but it is a long season. They're going to have time to develop. But uh, a lot of the teams I looked at uh, leading up to this, the eight teams I've had a look at leading up to this Titans preview, a lot of them had more favorable draws than this one. So really tricky draw for the Gold Coast. But I tell you what, if they can come out of that 10-game period with more wins than losses, then they set themselves really nicely for the rest of the season. So that is their first 10 games. I will now jump onto the Titans' gains and losses. Then I'll look through their top 30. And then I'm going to make my official prediction. Won't keep this one going too long. Don't want to go on too many of my signature tangents. So... I'll take a look now at the Gold Coast Titans' gains and losses for season 2022. Alright, so I'll start with the losses for the Titans. About halfway through last season, they let Jai Whitbread go to the Lee Centurions, and Sam Stone also headed to the Lee Centurions over in England. Tyron Peachy was released. He's landed at the West Tigers. Things didn't really work out. He was a marquee signing. Never really 
got going to his fullest potential, Tyron Peachy, at least as far as the Gold Coast Titans go. But he should go really well at Wests. Uh, unfortunately, I have them in last, so sorry, Tyron. And now Jamal Fogarty off to the Raiders. I touched on that earlier. Ash Taylor was a marquee signing. They were hoping to build the club around him. Things didn't work out. He has had a really tough time. Uh, and yeah, the million-dollar man or this, this young kid who just got given a good deal... Uh, kind of struggled for form and was just terrorized by the media. He just, yep, the Titans decided to release him. It's better for both parties to move on. And Ash has landed at my club, the Warriors. So I'm really interested to see how this goes. I can see Ash signing with the Dolphins from 2023 onwards, but I'm just keen to see him in Warriors colors. I really liked him as a Broncos junior. Uh, once he signed to the Titans, he looked really good. Now, obviously, things didn't work out, but hey, on a cut-price deal, I will absolutely take my chances on Ash Taylor. A lot of his troubles throughout his career have been, like, actual struggles. Like, it's never, like, him going out on the piss acting like a fool. Uh, it's just been other things. So I think he's got his head screwed on. I think he's been working really hard, which is evident by the fact that the Warriors upgraded his trade and trial deal to a contract. So we've got Ash Taylor at the Warriors now. Uh, and, yeah, we'll see how the Titans go without him. Mitch Rain also released. He has landed at the Parramatta Eels. Jonas Pearson released. Not sure uh, what's happening with Jonas. And Anthony Don, the Don, calling it a day. Thank you again, Anthony, for some great memories. As for the Titans' gains, they've signed four players. They've got Isaac Liu coming over from the Roosters. Paul Turner, my one to watch, coming over from the Warriors. Aaron Booth, who I mentioned earlier, the dummy half, coming over from the Storm. Uh, but he's actually only on a development deal, so... He's not going to be there to start the season. It's going to be between Aaron Clark and Tanner Boyd. But Aaron Booth will be on the development list, so he'll be able to get some game time. But he's obviously not going to be their first choice hooker. Now, the Titans have also signed Will Smith, who could be a great number 14 utility. Is very handy in the halves. Now, he played at the Eels for the last however many years. I believe he was a Newcastle Knights junior. Then he spent some years at the Penrith Panthers. I remember one year, I think it was under Ivan Cleary, they had a heap of injuries. Will Smith ended up in the halves, he played really well. I wasn't sure why he didn't really get kept on as a half. Went to the Eels, and things things went really well. Like, he, he wasn't starting, but he's been a really crucial part of the Eels setup. He can play dummy half, he can play fullback, he can play in the halves really well. So Will Smith is a great signing for the Titans. He is going to add a lot. He could even worm his way into a starting position. Like, he could definitely start in the halves for them. He could definitely start at dummy half for them. So I think we see Will Smith in the number 14 jersey. I think he's too good to be left out of this Titans NRL squad. So really big year ahead for Will Smith. Uh, and yeah, the Fresh Prince of Gold Coast is going to be primed for a great 2022. Now I'm going to take a look at the Gold Coast Titans top 30 squad. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to make my official prediction. I won't keep you too long. I will make my prediction tell you a little bit about why uh, and then yeah I will make my way because I tell you what I got to get started on my next NRL season preview which is the Newcastle Knights that'll be coming out in a couple of days so if you've enjoyed this one the Knights one not too far away and again if you have enjoyed this podcast you like the NRL content then not just a sports report on Instagram chuck us a follow you'll be able to see all my NRL content working really hard on some things coming up I am going to be doing a weekly preview as well, heading into the games on the weekend for each round of the NRL season, alongside my friend JJ. 
I'm going to be offering a lot of NRL content as well as UFC, Survivor, got a movie review in the works, some food reviews, all sorts of things are happening at Not Just a Sports Report. And the best way to keep up with that is to follow us on Instagram at Not Just a Sports Report. And if you follow us on whatever podcast platform you're listening to as well, uh, you'll be able to see whenever new podcast episodes drop. And your support means a lot. It just helps this very small growing podcast, which I only started a couple of months ago. Uh, It's helping me move in the right direction. So thank you very much for your support. And for listening, I am now going to take a look at the Gold Coast Titans full top 30 squad, starting with their development list, Aaron Booth. Now two halves who could definitely make their way into the team. They don't have a heap of depth in the halves for the NRL squad. Thomas Weaver, an Australian schoolboys halfback, really quality prospect. They have high hopes for him. He is on their development list. He is also signed until the end of 2024. And they've signed Shalyn or Shalyn Fuller, who had a really great year at the Burley Bears last year in the Queensland Cup, an electric halfback, and played so well that the Titans had to say, hey, jump on our development list. Like, I, I think you, you could have something here. You could be an NRL player. So good development list. I do rate that. And they've got Tony Francis, who, to be honest, I haven't heard of before. But good on you, Tony. You've made an NRL development list. So that's the first step of a really big career. So good on you, champ. Now, the Gold Coast Titans, I'm just going to go through their top 30. I'll read names. If I have a note on anyone, I'll just drop that note. So Tanner Boyd, looking at playing hooker this year. AJ Brimson moving into the 5'8 jersey, signed long-term. Jaden Campbell moving into the fullback jersey, signed long-term. Aaron Clark gunning for the hooker jersey. Herman S.A.S.A. Now, he signed last year, and it was kind of when they had Fafida and Tino Fasua Malawi uh, and a couple of other guys. It was like Herman was another signing that everyone was talking about. It's like, oh, look at these Fords they've signed. Uh, but Herman really didn't get much game time last year. Spent the majority of his season playing in the Queensland Cup. He is off contract this season. Uh, if I had to pick, maybe we see him at the Dolphins next year. I'm not too sure, but uh, unless Herman can really turn things around and have a great year, then I don't think we'll see him at the Titans beyond 2022. Tino Fasuamala'awe, he is the captain, signed till the end of 2025. Bo Fermor, who is aiming to keep his spot in the starting team on that edge, so taking on one of the guns in David Fafita for that starting position. Speaking of David Fafida, he is in the squad, as well as his cousin, a young center. So Sefo Fafida, rated very highly. A lot of NRL clubs were after him. And fuck me, if he's anything like David Fafida, then my goodness. And he's a center, extremely electric. I think with their depth in the decline. And yeah, Fafida, we could see Sefo make his debut this year. Uh, he, he could be another one to watch. Moaki Fodueka, great prop outstanding prop, was one of the Queensland Maroons' best last year in the Origin Series. Can't speak highly enough about Big Mo. Patrick Herbert, Jamin Jaliffey, really quality year from him last year. I think he came over from the Sharks. Uh, And yeah, he may have come over the year before, but he was a consistent part. He was always on their bench. Jamin Jaliffey turned into a real NRL player. Uh, So great year of development for him last year. Now he's going to be looking to take that next step and really work his way to become a Ford leader at this club. Brian Kelly, uh, last I heard, and this isn't my business or anyone's business really, but last I heard he wasn't getting vaccinated. Maybe he has. I, I don't really keep up with this shit. 
but if he hasn't, maybe. I don't know what the rules are like with different states and stadiums and things, but maybe Brian Kelly misses some game time this season. I'm not sure. I won't really go further on that, but if he does, that's a big loss because he's their starting left center. Like, he is their first preference center. So And he's been their player of the year before. He's been the Gold Coast Titans player of the year. So that would be a big loss. Then they've got Alofi Khan Pereira signed to the club this year. He is a winger. Sam Lissone, Isaac Liu, Hassan Masters, who will be in for a big season. Had a lean couple of years. He'll be looking to bounce back. Greg Marziu. Sam McIntyre, another quality forward. I really like the way he goes about his business. Kevin Proctor, off contract at the end of this season. Will be interesting to see if he sticks around or where he ends up. Philip Sammy, just re-signed till the end of 2024. Great player. I like him on the wing, but honestly, if Brian Kelly goes down or isn't playing, I really like Philip Sammy as a left center. So he can also play fullback. Philip Sammy, a great guy to have in your back five. Uh, I think we'll see him start on the left wing, but... It's a really big year for Philip Sammy. Toby Sexton, he's been given the number seven jersey. Uh, this great young junior now has a huge opportunity, but he has been thrown into the deep end. Will Smith, uh, Corey Thompson, Paul Turner, Joseph Vuna, who also, he made his debut last year, young back rower. He also came through the Warriors' younger grades, so I do remember Joseph Vuna. And rounding off that list in their top 30 squad, is Jared Wallace, who may very well be off to another club next season, potentially the Dolphins as well. So that is the Titans top 30 squad. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to release my official prediction. And this one was probably the hardest one I had to make. I was like, really unsure. Are these boys going to get the job done? Can they make the top eight? They have a very hard draw. I say yes. I'm saying yes. I think the Gold Coast Titans can have a great season. It doesn't matter who they go up against. If they can click and get everything firing, there is some real potential here for them to upset some of the bigger teams and for them to absolutely dismantle some of the weaker teams in the competition. So it's a really hard draw. That's why I didn't go for Titans to finish higher, uh, but I'm backing them in. I think they're going to make the eight again, and I tell you why. Justin Holbrook, I think he's taking this play uh, club to a special place. Could he do it this season? I think he could. Maybe not win the premiership, but I think he could get them top four. But their draw was just a little bit too tricky for mine. They played the Mighty Warriors twice. I was like, not beating the Warriors twice. You're going to lose twice. How can they make the top four? Losing both those games to the Warriors. A little bit of biased math that doesn't really check out considering the Titans have finished higher than the Warriors the last couple of seasons. But yeah, I'm taking the Gold Coast Titans to make the finals. I have them in eighth position so I've got them just sneaking into the finals but I have them there at the pointy end of this season I think the Gold Coast Titans are heading in the right direction they've got a great young captain in Tino an amazing coach in Justin Holbrook some young halves who they can really build on and a fullback a really quality fullback in Jaden Campbell who is so electric I think now the next step is finding your long-term number nine is it Aaron Clark is it Tanner Boyd or do you go to the market and try bring an established marquee player in. So lots of questions for the Titans this year. One of the main questions, are they going to be playing finals? In my opinion, I think they will. I'm going to be backing the Gold Coast Titans in to finish in eighth place this season. So that is my pick. There's not much else to get to. I've basically said my piece. So I've got the Gold Coast Titans eighth place 
in this NRL season. Not much else, so I really hope you've enjoyed the podcast. My Newcastle Knights one will be coming out very soon, next couple of days. So once again, Gold Coast Titans, 8th position this season. That's just my opinion. Next up, we have the Newcastle Knights, so I'll be dropping that in a couple of days. Until next time, take care of yourselves.